The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Uh, your pastors there in Colorado, they told me about you and that you, uh, many of you listened to our podcast. It was very encouraging because uh, we've started the podcast. I didn't know who was listening and how far they were reaching, but um, uh, it just was very encouraging to hear that and to continue to do, to offer those as well as our program. And so um, it's been so much fun. I've been on for four years now on Gospel Truth TV and doing the podcasts and different platforms. Now I'm getting to meet some of the people that are out there that are watching and listening. And uh, I am so thankful to God for opening that avenue because in the last, for 30 years, I traveled almost every week from church to church to schools and taught in live services. And then you know what happened in 2020. There was no more traveling. But uh, I worked more than ever teaching and preaching and reached more people than ever through media. And you're some of those people. And so I am thrilled to be here. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to get into the Word of God. And I'm going to give you some things to introduce this subject but I can already tell you get a lot of good teaching in this church. Can you say amen to that? So you, uh, you know the word. It's going to make my job very easy. Uh, so I want to add to and just feed you, prepare you to believe God in this new year, in this really in a new season. Uh, that word from Amos. Did I say that right? That word, it, it was a word for us, for, for, for this new season, for the church. There's never been a more, better opportunity for the church than right now. The world needs good news now more than ever. There's way too much bad news, not enough people preaching the good news, and the church is going to have no competition we have the best message on earth. Nothing else even comes close to what we have to offer the world. And I believe the world is going to give us another opportunity to tell them what we believe. Because what we believe works. What we believe is true. What we believe is eternal. And uh, you're going to be so thrilled that you're a Christian. Aren't you glad we got saved? I'm so glad I got saved. You know, I grew up with people and they still aren't saved. And I don't know why. I was the crazy one. But I accepted Jesus and, and I was born again. And I am so thrilled that, uh, that I found the Lord and that I've been able to uh, live for him and represent him in these days. And uh, the best is yet to come. We're going to reach a lot of people. You know, they're finding out that their ways are not working. I like to say this, if you listen to my teachings, you know this, but the world is filled with people who are trying to find a way to live life without God, and it's not working very well. 
We were created to live with God and for God. Uh, I want you to stand one more time. We're going to pray. And I have to say this, and I I don't think your pastor, Tafara, was uh, aware of this, but um, I have, um, there, there's a, a place in my heart for Africa. I have been in Africa before many of you. I was here first. I came to Africa in 1985 for the first time. And I've been back many times since, but I spent a year and preached and, uh, and was able to, to minister to many people. And it just really changed my ministry, my life. Uh, that was 1985. I was just like one year old. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was older than that. Uh, and I've preached primarily in East Africa, the, the Swahili-speaking countries and I've been back over a dozen times but I've never been to South Africa before this is the first and so uh, yeah it's great to be here it's like being with family amen so let's pray and we'll get into the word father thank you for the Holy Spirit who's here today to lead us and guide us into the truths of your word thank you for this wonderful church these wonderful pastors and for the work that you're doing here Help me to add to that, to build on that foundation and to give the people what they need in this hour, in this time, in this special conference. And so I ask you to speak through my lips and think through my mind and minister truth and life to this congregation. I give you the praise and glory for everything that's accomplished here and open the hearts and minds of those who've come. Lead them and guide them into truth. Give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you and answer questions, meet needs, change lives in this place today. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You can be seated. And I want to begin this year, this conference, by one of my favorite subjects, and that is, I'm, in fact, we're writing a book right now, and it's going to be called God Likes Faith. God Likes Faith. And the more you understand faith, the more you're going to like it too. It is a special method that God has designed for people to receive from him. The Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is very important to God. You know, when you begin to cooperate with God and interact with God, it is a faith process because God cannot be seen. He cannot be felt with the natural senses. So our very walk with God is a walk of faith. Anytime you go into an empty room and you begin to talk to God with your voice, that is an act of faith. You're believing there's a God that you have not seen. That is pleasing to God. And that is just the first step in, in developing a life with God and receiving from God. So I'm going to give you some points tonight to to sort of begin this journey that we're going to have this week, reasons that God likes faith. First of all, let me say this. We in the natural world don't care that much about faith. We would rather see it 
You know, if you're going to, if you're going to be an employee, you don't want your employer to pay you by faith. <laughs> you want a real check that you can really see. Your employer doesn't want you to come to work by faith. He wants you to be there. So in this world, we relate on a, on a different level. We want to see it, feel it, touch it, prove it. If you go to the bank to borrow money, they don't, they're not going to loan you money in good faith. They want blood. They want your children's <laughs> birth certificates. Or what. They want collateral. They want proof. They want to make sure that you're going to pay them back. We uh, live in a world that increasingly doesn't keep their word. And all of these things are very important when it comes to faith. It's all based on trust and being honest and backing up your word. And God relates to people on that level. Now, I don't know why it's this way. As a preacher, it would be much easier for me if God would appear. And I could say, people, this is God. God, this is the people. You guys talk, and at the end, I'll have an altar call, and we'll get saved. But I am a preacher. You're a pre we constantly stand here and tell you things that you can't see. We try to get you to believe things that we can't prove. You have to take God at his word. And so faith is a, is a higher level of, of, um, of relating to someone than what we experience in the natural world. And that's okay because we're new creations. We can walk in that faith realm. We can live the life of faith. We can operate in the principles of faith, but we have to understand that it is going to shift. You can't relate to God like you do people. You know, I was really studying the, the subject of faith and, and prayer and why it's so important to God. Uh, and, and, and one of the keys, and maybe we'll get there this week, uh, one of the keys in, in the prayer of faith is when you pray, you believe that he hears you. And then when you believe that he hears you, you believe that you receive the thing you prayed for Amen. before you see it. Yeah. In fact, Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it. So I went around for days thinking about that. Why is that so important? Believe you receive when you pray. Why is that important? And it's very important. James says, if you pray and ask for wisdom and you don't ask in faith, you're like a wave of the sea driven and tossed. And you shouldn't even think that you'll receive anything from God. So one of the ways to, to believe God is to believe you receive when you pray. And I was asking God, why is that so important? So I pray and I believe I receive. I believe you hear me. And I believe you're going to, you're, you've given me the thing that I've asked for before I see it. Why is that important? And the Lord says, who have you been dealing with? So, well, I've dealt with car salesmen and bankers and you know, <laughs> casinos. No, I haven't. <laughs> We've already heard about crocodiles and casinos this morning. I've dealt with contractors and plumbers and mechanics, and I've dealt with people that will steal from you and rob you and not do what they said. I said, yeah, I've been dealing with some, 
you know, pretty different people. He says, well, when you deal with me, it's on a different level. I do what I say. I, I respond when you pray. I hear you when you pray. And so when you talk to me, why wouldn't you believe you receive? Do you think I didn't hear? Do you think I don't want to give it to you? Do you think I'm not going to do what I said? Are you doubting my word? No. I said, oh, I understand. It's different. Who do you think you're dealing with? It's God. He hears you when you pray. He's going to do what he said he would do. Why would you doubt? Why would you pray and go away and think nothing happened? It didn't work. You're doubting God. Doubt the mechanic. Doubt the banker. Doubt the car salesman. Doubt your accountant. But don't doubt God. He's in a level by himself. And you can believe that you receive when you pray. So doubt and unbelief is something we do on earth to survive. You have to question everything that everyone says. My bags didn't get here. I have some free products and some things that I want to offer you uh, that are in, is in my luggage. And uh, I called the airport today, and they said, your bags are coming today. So I got in an Uber and went to the airport. And I got to the airport, and they said, your bags are coming tomorrow. And I said, Lord, that's who I deal with down here. That's who I deal with. Forgive me for not shifting gears quickly enough, but this is normal for me. But God's saying, it's not normal for me. I do what I say. I stand behind my word. If I say it, you can believe it. Don't bring all of your baggage, all of your failures, all of your bad experiences and try to put that on God. He didn't do that. He is, is a God that keeps his word to a thousand generations. You can believe what he says. Amen. Number one, I was getting to this. God likes faith because God likes to give. And it takes faith to receive from God. See, if he's an invisible God. His gifts are invisible. So for him to give to you takes faith on your part. How many of you have noticed that God's not standing on the street corner saying, hey, I got something for you over here. I got, I got healing. I got blessing. I got this. I got that. It doesn't happen that way. God is invisible. His gifts are invisible. They're free, but you have to receive them by faith. God has more to give than, than he has people to give it to. There's an unlimited supply of the blessings of God that he wants to give to people, but they, they have to receive them by faith. Let me give you some, some scriptures on this. James 1, 5, I quoted part of that, but let me just read it. James 1, 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. 
So if we're going to receive from the Lord, we've got to do it by faith. Now, God wants to give you things. God's not trying to keep things from us. He's, he, and, and that's another way he's different from people. God wants you to have his things. He's not trying to make a profit. He's not trying to see how much he can get from you before he gives you something. He just wants to bless you. He, he wants to fill you. He wants to change you. He wants to give you uh, the things that, that, that Jesus has purchased, but we have to believe. And, and if we don't believe, then, then we, we cut off his supply. In the kingdom of God, you don't get what you deserve, thank God. You get what you believe for. So God likes faith because it takes faith to receive, and he wants to give. The ultimate, you know, God's not trying to make us perform or jump through hoops or do certain spiritual feats of greatness then he'll bless us. Like if you, you've seen the whales and the, 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 the dolphins, they do the tricks, they give them a fish. That's not what we do. That's not what God's not saying now. Now do a backflip, do a backflip. Okay, now here's a blessing. <laughs> sit, sit, stay, stay. There you go. That's not, that's not what he's doing. It just, but, but, but you can't receive from an invisible God in a natural world without faith to bridge that gap. You have to believe. You, you wouldn't even go ask God if you didn't believe. And then when you do ask him, you've got to ask a certain way. You, you've got to approach God as if he's God. You can't insult him by not trusting him. You, you approach him as if he is who he said he was and that he's going to do what he said he would do. And when you approach God that way, you receive more than you deserve. Not, not just one fish at a time or one dog biscuit at a time. We, we receive more than we could ever pay for, more than we could ever reserve, deserve. But we have to come the same way. We have to come by faith. And, and so Jesus... Um, you know, I've said this before, but, you, you, you know, if you deal with people, you're, you can get cheated. God will never cheat you. Now, he may not be able to give you what he wants to give you, but that's not his fault. The, the problem is never on his side. He wants to bless your socks off. He wants to give you more than you could receive. So he's not holding back. We just have to come on his terms. So how many of you have ever bought a, a, a box of cereal? And, and, and you get home with your box of cereal. You paid for a full box of cereal. And you get home and you open the box. And there's only half a box of cereal. But, but you read the label that the cereal company wrote on the box, and it says, some settling may occur in shipping. Like, we don't know if it's going to occur, but it might. So that just simply means if you pay for a full box of cereal and you get home and there's a half a box, we told you that could happen. How many of you feel like the cereal companies don't care? They're okay with that. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says, if you give to God, he will give to you. 
good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over when it comes back to you. You have to understand that God is not holding back. God is trying to, if, if God were to sell you a box of cereal, he would press it down, shake it together, refill it, press it down some more until he couldn't get any more in and there would still be cereal coming out and then he would give it back to you. Because, because, I mean, if you just think about Luke 6.38, Jesus really thought about that. So if you, if you give to me, I am going to bless you. Now, the cereal companies, <laughs> if we can send men to the moon, don't you think we could sell someone a full box of cereal? If we wanted to. If we really wanted to do it, can't you fill up the box and make sure that when I get it, it's still full? I mean, how much science do you need to do this? You, you put a shaker on the conveyor belt so, so that the settling occurs while you own the box, not when I own the box. You know, they're like, well, it was full when it left here. We don't know. You knew. God says, never, never, never. Before it leaves here, it's going to be shaken together, pressed down, filled up to overflowing until you can't hold any. If God sold you a box of cereal, it would have a warning label. It would say, Beware, contents under extreme pressure. When you open this box, cereal's going to go everywhere because God wants to give you more than you can receive, more than you can contain. We, we cannot bring our old thinking into the kingdom. God's unlike anybody you've ever met, and he wants to keep it that way. He wants you to know when you're dealing with him, you believe his word. You believe he meant what he said. You believe he didn't change his mind. You, you believe he wants to do what's best for you. Boy, people who have a lot of religious ideas and bad experiences bring a lot of wrong thinking into the prayer room and into their relationship with God. And they need to be renewed. They need to be changed. God wants the best for you. I don't know how some people serve God when they think he kills, he, he, he hurts people, he makes people sick, he, he doesn't want them to prosper. How do they serve God, a God like that? Our God wants all of these blessings for his children, but, but they have to receive by faith. Not, not, not he might do it, but he will do it. He, not, not he may answer your prayer. No, he will answer your Maybe God heard me. No, no. When you pray according to his will, he hears you. Yeah. 
Some people have more faith in the devil than they have in God. If you ever slipped up, maybe you've never done this, but maybe you, if you've ever been out and you've gotten angry and you said a curse word, do you think God heard that? <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm sorry. And then you pray and pray and pray and pray for something and you act like God never heard you. Do you think God has a better ear for curse words than he does for blessings? Do you think he's a mean God? He's a good God. Let me give you some scriptures that just prove that God wants to give. He wants to bless. I'm going to list them. John 14, 13. Jesus said, Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Does that sound like God's trying to get something from you? <laughs> there are more. John 15, 7 and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father's glorified that you bear much fruit. John 15, 16. In that day, you'll ask me nothing, Jesus said. Most assuredly, I say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. He said it again. You know, it's not like he's having this conversation with us, and one time he goes, oh, by the way, if you need anything, let me know. You know, like, you probably don't, but if you ever do, you know, just let me know. No, he says it directly, and he says it over and over again. We've already read three times where, where Jesus said this. Then in John 16, 26, it says, In that day you will ask in my name. I do not say that I shall pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you've loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. In Matthew 18, 19, again I say to you. He says it again. Everybody say again. Again, again I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching Anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who's in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That is just, there are more. I just listed those. But, but it, it's, it's as if Jesus is saying, what do you want? Do you want something? Ask me. Ask me for whatever, whatever you want. Ask me. Ask me. Just go ahead and ask me. That's, that means he's not going to give it to you. Without you asking. He's not, he's not just pushing things off on people. He's not forcing his will on anyone. But he's saying, come ask me. If you'll ask me. You know, and it's a spiritual principle. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. You have to believe first. You make the first move. But if we'll do this according to his method of faith, we can receive from God. Number two, that was number one. God wants to give us things. How many of you like number one? Okay. Number two, God likes faith because he's a faith God. 
not asking us to do something that he doesn't do. As again, God's not trying to make us jump through hoops and do tricks so he can bless us with something. He does the same thing. He operates by faith. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Boy, if you, I want you to get this about God. Life is not just a spectator sport. God's not just doing all the performance and you just sit and watch. He wants us to participate. God's a faith God. He wants us to be a faith people. God created by faith. He wants us to receive by faith. God walks by faith. He wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to experience victory. He wants us to experience promotion. He wants us to experience life, uh, uh, you know, live in victory over the devil and over the flesh. God wants us to participate. So he's allowing us to walk by faith. He's not demanding it. He's allowing it. We get to um, enjoy uh, and experience what it's like to speak the word of faith, to pray the prayer of faith. It says, by faith, the worlds were created by the word of God. God created this whole universe by faith. And you can read it in Genesis. Everything was a mess. It was dark. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. Amen. Creation began. He's asking us, allowing us to do the same thing. You can begin to speak life and light in the midst of darkness. You can believe for the impossible. You can see things by faith that cannot be seen. You can experience things that cannot be experienced. Without faith, we're limited to our environment. We're limited to the boundaries that other people set for us. But when you begin to believe God, you can go beyond the scene. You can go beyond the limitations that people set for you. You can believe things that can't even be proven that can't be seen that the limitations you can move mountains you can calm storms you can kill giants you can move forward you can overcome by faith and there's no other way to do it if you don't walk by faith you look out and you see the mountain and you go this is just how it is and the giant comes and begins to curse and scream, and you go, well, there's the giant. Nothing can be done. The sickness and disease begins to try to take you hostage, and you just give up and surrender. But when you walk by faith, none of those things can control you. You can believe and walk in a different realm, in a different place, just like God who stepped out in the midst of darkness and he didn't let darkness overcome him. He said, let there be light. Isn't that good? The Bible calls, um, God called Abraham, notice this in Romans 4, <clears throat> in verse 17. It says, I've made you a father of many nations. This is before Abraham had any kids. Could you hand me that water? Thank you. 
So before Abraham had any children, God said, I have made you. That's pretty good, isn't it? So he called an old man with no kids, father of many nations. He stepped out in the midst of darkness and said, let there be light when there was no evidence of light anywhere. Well, if God can do that, you can surely say, I believe I have received when I pray. I believe my healing is mine. I believe victory belongs to me. You can say, you, if God could say that about Abraham, certainly you could agree with God and say, I am blessed. I am prosperous. I'm an overcomer. Amen. I have no fear. By faith, we don't have to be bound. That's why our message is so much greater than what the world has to offer today. People are scared. They're angry. They're running here and there, and nothing is working. And, and, and we have something that works every time. Faith in God never disappoints. Amen. Amen. So he's a, he's a faith God, you know. <laughs> so, so, so he expects us to walk by faith. Jesus was always looking for faith. He, I never saw where Jesus says, oh, wow, Mary, your hair looks so nice today. Or you've lost weight. Or you've gained weight. You need to get on a diet. He, he, I, I never saw, but, but he did say things like this. Oh, you have little faith. Where's your faith? Great faith. Such great faith. Look at that faith. Who touched me? Your faith made you whole. He was always looking for faith and always commenting on that because that's what's going to change your life. And one of the, and I don't have time to go through this, but, but if you read the story of the resurrection in the Gospels of Jesus, you can see how disappointed he was that his disciples didn't believe that he was raised from the dead. And he, the Bible says he upbraided them for their, for their hardness of heart and their unbelief. He wanted them to believe in the resurrection without proof. That's why he didn't just rise from the dead and say, hey, it's me. I told you. He gave them time. And, and they were told by, by Mary and some of the women and, and the, the two men from Emmaus, and they didn't believe. They could have, but they didn't. And he, he was disappointed. Why? Because in order to go forward in this kingdom, you've got to learn how to believe. You've got to choose to believe. Like, like Pastor said, faith is not a feeling. That, the anointing can be felt, but faith is more of a choice. It's a way of life. It's a way that we talk. It's the way we think about things. Faith is, is not a, a feeling as much as it's a decision. If Jesus said he's going to rise from the dead, then I say he's going to rise from the dead. But he died. Yeah, I know. And they had the funeral. Yeah, I know. But he said he was going to raise from the dead. So you, you, you have to choose to believe what he said. And, and he expects that. You know, to me, uh, it's a pretty big leap of faith to believe that someone who you saw put in a tomb is now alive. 
And I would have given the disciples an excuse, a pass. You know, it's okay. Jesus didn't do that. Why? He expects us to believe. And everyone in this room can believe more than you have before. You can believe bigger. You can increase your faith because that's the great thing about faith is nobody can stop you. Nobody can do it for you, but nobody can stop you. Don't you like that? Nobody can stop you. If you want to believe in the resurrection, you can believe in the resurrection. And, and when, when we don't, it, it limits us. And so Jesus was really trying to help them in, in the area of faith because think about this. Jesus did everything else. He defeated things we couldn't do. He defeated the devil. He paid for our sins. He purchased healing. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Everything on our list of enemies, he defeated. And now he says, believe it. Well, I don't know if I can believe. What do you mean? You didn't have to do it. All you got to do is believe it. That's the easy part. Well, why don't you prove it? No, you just you have to believe it. Think about you know we can't even imagine a world where sin wasn't paid for. If if Jesus hadn't paid for sin and defeated the devil, this service would be totally different tonight. We'd be having a conference going, how do we beat the devil and how do we pay for sin? Cuz we're all going to hell if we don't figure this out. Anybody got any ideas? I mean, there's a real problem. We couldn't do these things. Jesus did it for us. And now he says, believe it. Okay, I'm going to believe it. You know, if something as simple as faith pleases God, then sign me up. I want to do that because uh, I want to do something that pleases God. He doesn't want us to do some religious duty. We don't have to crawl across crushed glass or whip ourselves with whips or carry a cross. He just wants us to believe. We should be thrilled. We should go, thank you, Jesus. I can do that. I can do this and keep my day job. I can do this and have a life. I can believe God and it won't just ruin my life. Thank God because I was willing to do a whole lot more to get to heaven. I mean, I would do whatever it took to get to heaven. And you know, people, would, people are still, they'd rather do anything than just believe God. If, if, we, if we said, you know what, you can be saved if you run three laps around the church. People would line up to run three laps around the church. And they'd count every step. I'm almost there. You know what? I'm going to do four. I'll do four. And somebody else, oh, no, no, I'm going to do five. five. I'm going to get really saved. I'm going to do five, five laps. And Jesus said, D -d -d don't run laps. Just believe. What's that? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, can you really know? Can anybody truly really know? Yes, you, you do it by faith. You have to let go of natural things. And, and escape to the, to the realm of faith where we just believe what God said and we receive what God is giving. And if you're saved today, you know what I'm talking about. Some of us, 
you know, some of us didn't get here easily. It was hard for me to get saved. I struggled with it because I, I would pray and nothing happened. I didn't feel anything. And I'd pray and then I didn't. And then every once in a while I'd pray and I'd feel something. It's like, ooh, I might be saved. And then the feeling was gone. And it's like, nope, I'm going to hell. I better pray harder. And I'd pray harder. And then I'd try to pray till I felt saved. That will wear you out. I would much rather run five laps around the church than to pray every day till I feel saved. It set me free when I realized Romans 10.9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. I said, I believe that. I have always believed that. Ever since I heard that, I believe Jesus is alive. And confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. I've done that. You shall be saved. What? Wait a minute. Is that all there is? That's it. That's not just easy. That's almost like nothing. Yeah, he did all the work. Believe you receive when you pray, even if you don't feel it. So God, God likes faith because he's a faith God. Number three. Are you ready for number three? Number three, God likes faith because it's fair. Isn't that nice? He wanted a way that would include everybody. Think about that. The scripture I like to use with this it's 1 Corinthians 1, 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. What does this mean? This means God is reachable. By who? Those who believe. Why is that so positive and powerful? Because everybody can believe. Notice what he said. It, in the wisdom of God, and there's nobody wiser than God. God is so wise. Here's what he said. Through wisdom, you're not going to know God. Why? That might leave some people out. <laughs> right? Some of us <laughs> wouldn't be here today <laughs> if wisdom was the way to God because then only the wise would know God. God didn't want that. No, that's not like God. No, he said that'll never work. You could put a lot of words in that verse that would still be true. Did you know what else it could say? It pleased God through, through, through money. Uh, people would not know God. Aren't you glad money is not the way to God? Amen. Wisdom is not the road to God. Education, 
is not the road to God. Some of us would be left out. If education was the way to God, then many of us wouldn't make it. And that wouldn't satisfy God. He wanted a way that anybody could do. Did you know that, that, that wise people can believe? Wise people that the world calls wise. It's, it's a little harder for them, actually, but they can. And whatever you consider to be unwise, they can believe. Educated people can believe. Uneducated people can believe. Did you know old people can believe? Young people can believe. Big people can believe. Little people can believe. Fat people can believe. Skinny people can believe. Tall people can believe. Short people. Aren't you glad God didn't say, only tall people are going to know God? <laughs> My wife's shorter than you. You're going to love her. Yeah, she's short. She's short. She has an attitude, though. Don't, don't, hey, don't, don't mess with short people. They, they're another minority. Don't mess with them. <laughs> they will mess you up. <laughs> In the kingdom of God, there are no favorites. Oh, don't you like that? There's no haves and have-nots. There's no different class of salvation. If you're born again, you believed on Jesus, you have the same salvation as everybody else. God doesn't have any nephews and nieces. He doesn't have any grandkids. Everybody in the kingdom of God is a child of God. God alone is your father. And you get there the same way everybody else got there. You get there by faith. You choose one day, wherever you are, however you got the message, however it came into your life, one day you chose to believe on Jesus Christ and to release your faith in him as Lord and Savior. And when you did that, he changed your life and you became a part of his family. Anybody can do that. Nothing less would satisfy the heart of God. And in the kingdom of God, there's no Jew or Greek. There's no, um, it, it even goes so far. You know what? There is no equality in the world like there is in the body of Christ. Amen. There's nothing like it. You've never seen anything like it. Read it. There's no Jew or Greek. There's, there's no bond or free. There's no male or female. The world's trying to make issues out of all these things. And they're dividing people over all these things. Men and women, young and old, rich and poor. And it's, it's, it's sad to watch. But it's gone in the kingdom of God. There are no poor and rich. There are no male and female. There, there are no haves and haves. Everybody's the same in the kingdom of God. There's no equality like that anywhere in the world. But it exists in the kingdom. And God wouldn't have it any other way. It pleased God. Think about that. Through the foolishness of preaching. That's right. Go ahead. Through the fool. It is foolish. <laughs> People see, you know, they, they find out what I do and they just don't get it. 
Like, so you're a preacher. I don't like to tell people because you, you get a reaction. You ever you you may not realize this, but you know as a preacher you you get in situations. People say, "Well, what do you do?" <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm a preacher. Oh, <laughs> and then they either try to quote scripture or or they cuss. You know they do. They try to prove that you don't intimidate them or whatever. It's just awkward. Why? Because they don't understand what I do. I, I talk about things that you can't see. I preach a salvation that can't be proven. I talk about a God that nobody's ever laid a hand on. And I do it all the time. And, and, and I've done it so long now, I think it's normal. But you don't realize what the world thinks about this. But, oh, they just need to take that leap of faith. They just need to say, I believe there's a God. And I believe he had a son named Jesus, that Jesus died for my sin. You know, if you'll believe, then you'll know. But if you want to know before you believe, it doesn't work. Faith doesn't work that way. We believe first. And then we, and then we receive. Then we know. And, and those of you who are Christians, you know what I'm talking about. Now you know there's a God. There's no, there, there's no doubt about it. Once you accept him and believe on Jesus, just like, I, well, I know there's a God. And, and faith, this is how faith works. A, a scientist, an expert could come in here and give you a hundred reasons why there's no God. And you just go. <laughs> <laughs> Are you convinced? Nope. I just gave you a hundred reasons why there's no God. I don't care. I believe in God. I know there's a God. Faith goes beyond reason. You can't talk me out of my faith. Nothing can talk me out of my faith. It's not based on reason. I didn't get here by reason. I didn't, I didn't take a hundred steps of proof to get here. I took a leap of faith, and, and that can't be challenged by facts. It goes way beyond the facts of this world. God likes faith, and I like it too. How about you? And I can't cover this next one, but let's start it. You want to start it? Yeah. Number four, God likes faith because he wants to give us things that we could never earn. Man, I love the kingdom of God. This is why works is so detrimental. Because can I just say this? You don't want what you deserve, okay? Well, I go to church every time the doors are open, and I've given every offering. Can I just say, you don't want what you deserve. So, so we didn't get here by works, and we don't... Can, now, we do good works, but it's not to get things from God. We receive from God things that we could never earn, we will never deserve, and we could never pay him back for. You just have to accept these blessings as a free gift, and you accept it by faith. <laughs> that allows God to open the windows of heaven and give you everything. 
with, with no restrictions. Isn't that great? Now I'm going to end with this illustration. I thought about this today. We're used to going to stores that are filled with goods with prices on them. And you, you have things that, that are more expensive and you have things that are less expensive. And if you want something, you have to pay that price to get that item. And they put it in a little sack and you take it home. Try it on and decide... It doesn't fit. You take it back or whatever. But you, 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 you choose what you want and you pay for it. I've never seen a store like this, but I can imagine it. What if you went to a store that was filled with beautiful, expensive items and they were all paid for? No price tags on any of them. And, the, and when you go in the door, they say, it's all paid for. Just take what you want. You're like, excuse me? <laughs> That's called stealing, right? <laughs> no, no. It's all paid for. Every item in the store is already paid. Just take what you want. That's a different way of looking at things. You, you, don't, put, you don't have to borrow money to get it. You don't, you don't, you don't get it and then, and then send in checks every month to, to pay. You don't do that. It's, it's already paid for. You, you just take what you want. So how, how do I do that? By faith. So in the kingdom of God, and, and we'll start here tomorrow. In the kingdom of God, you don't get what you deserve. You don't get what you can pay for. You get what you believe for. You get what you believe for. Why? Because it's already paid for. But the, the interaction, the transaction, is you believe for it. God's not going to fill up a truck with goods, pull up to your house and just dump it on your yard. And say, there you go. It's in the store. You have to go get it. It's already paid for. You can have whatever you believe for. According to your faith, be it unto you. So I've had people tell me, I don't believe in that Holy Spirit thing. I don't believe in tongues. And I always say the same thing. You'll never have to worry about it. It'll never bother you. You'll never experience it. Why? Because you receive that by faith. And if you don't believe in it, you're not going to get it. But if you do believe, there's no limit. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Would you stand with me? Let's stand. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I have to you know, do, do what I do. And, and, and Tafar invited me here for this faith conference. And I want to feed you and fill you with the Word of God to start this year. Teaching will will build in your life and you can it, it puts meat on your bones you know what I mean it gives you fuel for life and uh, so I purposely didn't try to overwhelm anyone or go beyond we may have different services this week but I at least wanted to start this out with teaching and establish these things these things that God really has been dealing with me about in the last couple of years 
But it's time, isn't it, for faith to walk by faith? Never has the church needed to walk by faith more than right now. This will allow us, and, and we'll get to this, but listen, this will allow us to be happy in a world that's gone crazy. It, it will allow us to have peace when everybody else has turmoil. It will allow us to have strength and victory when other people are defeated. Walking by faith is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that leads to victory in life. Praise God. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, thank you. Thank you for the word of God. Your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But we are learning and we're tapping into this way of faith. And we read about the heroes of faith in the Bible. And the difference between us and them is that was their day. This is our day. It's our turn. We want to move mountains and kill giants and calm storms and walk on water. We want to see divine provision and divine protection. We want to see things change in our world by faith. We want to we look for opportunities to believe God in our lives. And we thank you. We thank you for these great opportunities ahead for us. We will not be intimidated. We will not be discouraged. We will not be depressed by the things happening in the world around us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We give you praise and honor and glory. Would you do this for just a moment as I turn it back to the pastor? Would you lift your hands and let's just praise him by faith. We praise him by faith. Hallelujah. I don't have to feel anything or see anything to praise him, hallelujah, because I believe. Oh, Lord, I believe God, hallelujah. I believe God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.